What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's time once again for the Crack Man Podcast, hosted by A1 Foundation Crack Repairer. I'm Darren Kincaid, and I'm here with the crack daddy himself, Adam Tracy. Adam has 15 years of experience in the construction industry and as a civil engineer is A1 Foundation's resident engineer on staff solving a plethora of unique foundation problems every day. This podcast provides expert basement waterproofing, concrete repair, and preventative maintenance tips for homeowners and businesses. A1 Foundation's valuable insight will help avert the disaster of a flooded basement, health problems at a water infiltration, and protect your biggest investment, your home. The topic of today's podcast... Crumbling Concrete Foundation, a cautionary tale in Quincy, Massachusetts. So Adam, not all foundations are created equally, and you've probably seen some bad ones as A1's civil engineer on staff. You have a cautionary tale to share with our listeners about a crumbling foundation, right? I do. This is a very interesting case that we had come up recently here, like you said, out of Quincy, Mass. And this is a early generation foundation. As we've kind of talked about in the past, there's a lot of different types of foundations. Well, really three main categories. You have a fieldstone foundation, which is typically built anything prior to 1925 and earlier. And then you have block and concrete foundations. Block and concrete foundations started kind of taking over from the older fieldstone foundations, somewhere in the 20s, pretty common and then 30s and 40s, it was mostly concrete and block. So what's interesting is that the early version concrete foundations tend to be unique in that they're more like a hybrid type of foundation. The reason why is that you had all these tradesmen who were used to building mortar type of foundations with stone, now changing trades into the concrete industry as that took precedent as the primary building construction type. And the issue that we had in this particular case is a result, I think, of that transition. So this house is built in, in the early 30s. And when we find these older homes that were built in the, the late 20s and 30s with concrete, we find that the concrete is just very soft. And what we found is that the most of the reason why is that there's a lot of fine aggregate in the concrete mix. So with most concrete mixes that we see, you see large aggregate like stones that can be as big as uh, your thumb and then everything down to sand. And part of that mixture creates a nice strong foundation mixed with Portland cement and water, et cetera. So what we find is that these older foundations are built more like a stone foundation in the mix that they used. So they used far more sand, which would be more like a mortar. So as a hundred years passes by, give or take, this foundation acts much more like a fieldstone foundation than it does a concrete foundation. So usually when we deal with these types of foundations, they're still substantially strong and structurally sound and the cracks that are developed in them can be repaired with the same methods that we typically use. But this particular case was an exception. We had a, a home inspection that was being done and we work with our local home inspectors to help guide them through some things that might be tricky and not out of the book. And he had sent over an inquiry to us and said, geez, I've never seen something this bad, which immediately got my interest level up quite a bit. 
So when he sent over the video and we then went out and saw it, the actual foundation was just absolutely crumbling apart, so much so that you could stick a screwdriver directly into the concrete wall and then basically just remove all the aggregate concrete right out of there. In this particular case, the actual large size aggregate stones that are mixed into the concrete, which like I said, are mostly the time the size of about your thumb, they looked like they dug through the yard and found any side of size potato rock they could find and mixed it in there. So it was quite unusual where the stones that were mixed into this concrete pour were larger than average. There was way more sand than is typical for this time. And so the Portland cement that actually holds and binds all this stuff together, the glue of the concrete, just never had enough of it to really survive. But on further investigation on this one, the previous homeowners from way a long time ago made the situation much worse unintentionally. They actually took roofing tar, which was, you know, to tar a roof and waterproof the roof, because I'm sure they had water issues based on the fact that the concrete wasn't the greatest. And somebody had dug out the entire foundation and tarred the entire foundation with roofing tar in an effort to hopefully try to keep the water from going through. The problem with doing that happened is that it trapped the moisture inside the concrete. All foundations naturally have water pass through, you know, most times it's not active water leaking, but just water vapor. So you do have water transferring in from the outside to the inside and vice versa. When they put this roofing tar on there, it trapped it. And all of that water now accelerated the decay of the concrete. It's probably one of the worst foundations that we've seen in a long time. And unfortunately for this homeowner, they have some major costs to repair it and potentially remove and, and replace in certain sections that were affected worse than others. But it's a cautionary tale that when you see an older foundation, to get a thorough evaluation of it to make sure that it's strong because they're not built to today's standards. Today's standards are very robust. There's a lot of rules and regulations around them. There's plenty of testing standards to make sure that it complies with everything that they're trying to comply with. Back in the 30s, 40s, it was a little looser. So when we come into these foundations, we want to make sure when homeowners are buying the home, they know what they're getting. And for repairs that might need to be needed, the shift is a little bit differently because we want to make sure that we match the right repairs to that type of foundation because even simple repairs could potentially damage them because they're not quite to the standard of what we build with today. So it's a very interesting case. And unfortunately, the homeowners got a little bit of homework to get their foundation up to part of today's standards, but certainly something that could be resolved. It's just a matter of time and materials and money. Wow. As always, very educational, Adam. And thanks for sharing this painful story. Hopefully it helps somebody from buying a real money pit in the future. If you have a basement water problem and think you need a professional, or if you'd like more information on foundation crack repair and basement waterproofing topics, please visit a1foundationcrackrepair.com or call Adam at 866-929-3171. Or you can email Adam at info at a1foundationcrackrepair.com. Thanks for listening and keep that basement dry. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details.